0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy. Man, let me tell you guys. This uh, weather that we're having here. Huh, how about that weather? Yeah, I'm going to be that guy for a second. Let me tell you, man, it was... I don't know. It was in the... I want to say the 60s. Like a week ago. And right now... My car says that it is 29 degrees. There's about three inches of snow on the ground. Which is not a lot, like, admittedly. You know, there's probably, you know, some of you folks out there. You know, maybe you're located a little bit further north than where I am in central Kentucky. Or maybe you're in the Midwest. You know, areas that get really just blasted by wintertime. And, um man I'm telling you though it's it is crazy the swing you know but I mean and I'll get into this in a second but I mean that's Kentucky you know seriously snow is rare for us honestly you know maybe once honestly like this is no shit once every like 10 years we will just get like a ridiculous snowstorm Actually maybe it's uh no, yeah it's about less than it's about ten years. Once every ten years, we'll just get a hellacious snowstorm. For the most part though, can my part of Kentucky we get you get ice. That's our thing. Really mild, wet winters all the way through December. And then about halfway through January, it starts really getting cold, shit starts hitting the fan. You start, you know, you're, you're, usually you're hovering around the 20s. You'll get blasted with, with more rain that turns to ice. And that's usually, that's usually it. Heavy snowfall is not the most common thing in the world here. Now, with that being said, this winter has been particularly strange because of like I said, the warmness. It's not mild. I mean it's straight up warm. We had 80 degree days in December, 70 degree days in January and like I said, just I want to say it was just last week. We had a few days that was it was 60 degrees outside. I mean in insane. Absolutely insane weather, you know. Seriously, no, no bones about it. And so, obviously, it's 2020. You know, what's one of the main topics of discussion politically across, really, not even politically, but across the entire world is climate change. And I think that I, I don't think there's any way that you can. You can deny it honestly, but I think that you ha- you also kind of have to take everything in with a with like a, a grain of salt kind of deal, you know. Um, you know, there's uh there's totally a shift going on right now. Weather weather patterns are uh, definitely getting crazier, you know. I mean, even in my it's noticeable in my area where we're seeing you know crazy weather weather pattern changes, you know, like I said, 60 degrees one week to, you know, getting blasted with a crazy cold front, and you're getting four inches of snow overnight, and it's 29 degrees for the high, you know, one day, and, you know, everything like that. It's, you know, it's it's wild. Um, but, with that being said, m- me being... A, a believer in climate change just because I don't think that it's something that you can argue. Part of me also does wonder how much of this is, in fact, you know, just part of the cyclical climate uh, changes, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the cyclical climate patterns of the planet Earth. Because it it is, you know, we have seasonal patterns that we are all used to as human beings for the past, you know, 2,000 years or however long it's been, truly, since people have documented weather. Obviously, I wouldn't say it's probably, you know, 2,000 years, but less than that. But still, we're used to the seasonal patterns in whatever geographical area that you're in. We think that we've documented it all pretty well. We've got a standard to go by, yada, yada, yada. But... Science does also tell us that over longer periods of time, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of years, we do go through shifts and climate changes, and and there's a trend that you can follow. There's peaks and there's valleys. And science also tells us that we're overdue for an ice age. And, um... You know, I'm not necessarily saying that, we're, well, we're, okay, science says that we're overdue for an ice age. Science also says that we're overdue for the Yellowstone caldera to explode and put us in a nuclear winter, you know? <laughs> um, or, well, you know, something similar to that, at least. Um, you know, so... There's there's obviously various other other factors that go into it. But, I mean, you know, seriously, these weather patterns and changes, yeah, they're wild. But, honestly, how much of it can we say is 100% dedicated to us? You know, when we look at at climate change and the global impact that man has on on planet Earth, I honestly think that, really, that man's biggest impact negatively has more to do with our trash... Then really, it does like with our carbon footprint as far as greenhouse gas emissions. I think that we have more of a negative impact because of our the way that we handle our trash, really, than anything else. Recycling, what we do with our plastics, saving the oceans, things like that. I think that that is that's what we need to focus on more. I think that is more critical. Uh, fo- needs to be a more critical focus point. Uh, for the human race. Now, with that being said, is everything else you know totally non-important? Of course not. No, that'd be ridiculous to to say something like that. I think that it's all very important. We all need to take it in moderation. I think electrical cars are the future, more so because of the availability of fossil fuels, not necessarily the fact of, not necessarily what they're doing to the environment. I think that that, you know, electric powered cars, uh, EVs in general, that's that's what's going to be the future for efficiency sake um, and because of the availability of fossil fuels and because what fossil fuels do, what really, what obtaining fossil fuels means for the environment and for uh, people, not necessarily the use of fossil fuels. Because as we've seen for, I, I mean, I don't know how long, a, a long-ass time, the it, fossil fuels, obtaining of fossil fuels is all down to the war for fossil fuels because that's really what it's about. It's, I mean, it's all about who, who's can, who can keep their hands around it, you know? And so obviously the Middle East is the primary target for pretty much everybody. they got, like, the biggest oil reserves ever. And, you know, the United States, everything is, we've got protected lands, so nobody wants to touch Alaska. We are drilling the shit out of Texas, you know. But nobody wants to touch Alaska. That's protected. And those are huge deposits of, of fossil fuels. So I think that when you look at stuff like that, war-torn areas... that Sorry about that. Don't know what happened. Um. Anyway, so when you look at stuff like that, war-torn areas, displaced peoples, it's really sad, you know. I mean, everybody understands. Everybody knows that. Everybody, I don't know. Everybody sympathizes, I feel like. And I feel like we should sympathize because we're all human. We're all people. You know, nobody should want that for other people. Because for the average person living in that area or being from that area or, you know, whatever, for the average person that, that is in that spot, it's not their fault. And it's not up to them, you know? like that's they didn't choose that they they didn't ask for anybody to be over there they didn't they didn't even ask to be to be born on that patch of dirt you know so i feel like we should sympathize with them and and honestly i mean i feel like we should be human beings in the 20 what first century and we should figure out another way because we're supposed to be the top of the food chain we're supposed to be the best that's ever done it right i mean unless you believe in aliens you know, we're supposed to be the the number one out there getting after it. And if that's the case, if that's what we really are, then we need to figure out another way instead of this, you know, archaic, you know, over 100-year-old system that we've got or over 100-year-old plan. So, I mean, you know, I just think that it's, that's going to be the future. That And that's the reason why it's going to be the future. But trash, that's got to be the thing that we really get down on. Because when you look at the stuff about the way that we handle our trash, whether it's uh, landfills or the recycling that's done at landfills and even the lack of landfills, that's what's the most disturbing is the stuff, I mean, the trash that goes into the ocean or that's in our waterways or trash that you see like in parks and stuff like that it's just awful, man. Seriously. Like they do all that stuff. Like when a, you know, an oil tanker or an oil drilling platform explodes, like the, you know, Exxon Valdez and the BP, you know, Gulf disaster, the, what was that? The horizon, something horizon. Um, when that all that stuff happens, you know, you think about all the displaced animals, you think about all the dead animals, you think about all the ruined uh, sea life and all the ruined seafloor and every, I mean, that all that stuff, that spot, I mean, that's the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, it was just, it's like unusable because all that stuff washes back, you know? What does the ocean do? The ocean carries stuff to the shore. If it doesn't all collect out in the middle like the Great Garbage Patch does out in the you know, Pacific Ocean, it all ends up coming back to shore. Which means not only has it polluted the ocean in that one spot, but it's traveled all that way to get back to the shore and cause now even more new problems. Because now you're dealing with polluted beaches and all of the sea life that's damaged because the beach is polluted. Because that's a whole other ecosystem that a lot of people just take for granted that they don't take seriously. Because it is, I mean, human beings enjoy the beach, but that's an ecosystem. Animals live there, plants and animals live there. Not to mention what it does to the coral reefs, you know, and all of our our chemical pollutants from uh, what do you call it? Um, sunscreen and suntanning oils. And just all the other chemical pollutants that we put in it, not necessarily the stuff that we use for us, but just all the unnecessary shit that's out there, bleaching the coral reefs, stuff like that. I mean, that's I think that's the big impact, the stuff that we that's what what we can have control over as individual people. You know if in terms of the average American there's not a lot you can do about the the war for natural resources and fossil fuels and the transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy there's not a lot the average person can do because you've either got to buy a new car you've either got to make your home. Um, you got to take your home off the grid. So that means you either have to be able to have the funding to be able to put yourself on solar electricity and feed back to the grid. You got to do, you have to break the law and collect your own water and stuff like that. It's just, there's a lot of legwork involved in it, but everybody can control what happens to their trash. Everybody can control the type of chemicals and stuff like that, that you put back into the environment that's something that every individual person has an impact on and all of that stuff plays a key factor into all this climate change shit because the ocean is the number one that's that's the number one, you know, cooling factor of the earth is is the way that our oceans recycle water if we fuck that up by filling everything up with trash, harsh chemicals, refined oil, stuff like that, i mean, we're fucked, man. And make no mistake about it, this is one thing that a lot of people say, the planet will live on. Like, that's the thing. People, People, for some reason, we have this bad perspective, and I think that maybe this is why a lot of people can't get invested in climate change. We have this bad perspective that if we don't do something, we're going to kill the Earth and we've only got one planet. Uh, false. No. If we destroy the environment... That's only going to be it temporarily, and we will eventually die off because we'll starve ourselves out, but that won't be the end. The earth will move on. The earth will regenerate itself, and it'll begin life over again without us. We need to take care of the earth, and we need to save the earth to save ourselves. The planet's going to be fine. The planet, the planet can, can take one for the team. It can, it can, can take the hit. Because it has before with great meteor impacts and even if you look at, so you go as far back to say like the actual, the birth of the planet when it was just a a molten rock, toxic, no way that life could survive on it, volcanoes erupting everywhere, you know, lightning coming down like rain, toxic air, you know, like the surface of Venus or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Life still found a way, to quote Jeff Goldblum. Life still found a way. The the earth was able to balance itself out, and here we are. Literally, here we are. But if we don't take care of it, if we don't try to boost it along for ourselves, keeping ourselves in mind, it will kill us off. We we will ruin this for ourselves. Never mind the the fact oh we're gonna kill the planet we gotta save the earth we gotta save the animals we we are those animals too we gotta save ourselves so I think the basic stuff that's what you gotta focus on as as the average person that's what we need to focus on you know all this other stuff you know, impacting climate change blah 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 whatever you know again renewable energy versus fossil fuels is very important. And it's the direction that we probably need to move in, you know, because it's it's overall, it's just better for everybody. You know, there's uh, whatever, you know, there's less war, there's, uh, you know, less pollution. Uh, it's, you know, it's not as efficient. You know, the list goes on and on. But really, the thing that we have to focus on, that we need to pay attention to and that we need to really utilize is – not necessarily that part of it. It really just needs to part to be the part about we need to make the right steps and we need to make the right decisions to protect ourselves, to protect our way of life. And we have to make the decisions to protect our way of life in the future, not what is going to keep us secure right now. We can't be short-sighted. We can't be caught up in what's going to make the direct impact for us right now because that's not going to matter. In 100 years, in 150 years, none of us are going to be here so we've got to make the we have to make the right decisions now to make sure that we can live on so that we can make those next goals which means that you have to be able to look forward to really i mean the stuff i mean you got to be able to look forward for your own family you know and there's a lot of people out there that don't think that way and they don't want to and i mean they don't have to don't get me wrong but me being a parent it's the way that i think you know, and I think that I think that it's it is the right way to think just because I'm, I'm not even protecting it for my kids at this point. You know, my my girls are there. The The world is probably not going to change too much as far as, you know, what we're talking about. At least I don't think it, it could. I could be totally wrong. I don't think that the world is going to change too much between, you know, um, you know, 50 years from now versus, you know, um, you know, 70 years from now or, or something, or, you know, maybe a smaller, maybe a bigger gap in time. I don't, you know what I'm saying though. But their kids might start to see an impact and their grandkids are definitely going to start seeing an impact. We got to do the things that are smart right now. We got to make those decisions to keep carrying us on in the long run to protect our, to protect future generations not just ourselves, because we're not going to be here anyway. So it doesn't matter what we do positively or negatively in terms of our lifetime. We've got to do it for the next guy. We've got to set the next guy up for success. So anyway, I don't know. Kind of dumb, maybe kind of tangential. It's really, I don't know, just always kind of felt like that. Regardless of whether it was global warming or climate change or this or that, whatever, what you know, whatever you want to call it, I've just always kind of had that mindset. I I think, and I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I kind of thought that Inconvenient Truth was a cool movie, regardless of the fact that it turned out to be kind of horseshit and that they kind of they lied about a lot of those stats. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Seeing that when I was a little kid, I always did think that stuff was kind of cool. I don't know. But all right, guys. As always, I'm going to uh, jump off here, but if you got anything for me, you got any feedback, you got any comments, whatever, feel free to, to let me know. Hit me up. I always appreciate it. Good, the bad, the ugly, you know, all of the above. Just uh, any, anything is beneficial because it's a way that maybe, you know, I can, I can improve and I can make it better. So um, until next time. You already know what it is. Thanks for listening.